Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dustin Eric Podcast Show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. And today we're on episode number 17. We're going to go through, uh, let's say, top 10 things uh, troubleshooting-wise we get from Mimosa Chat. So, Eric, you've got a whole notebook o- over there of, of things that you've got from customer chats. I've got plenty of things in my head here that are from customer chats. So I'll go ahead and start with uh, number 10. How can I unlock my radio to a licensed version of the country I'm in? So I bet you've gotten this chat quite a few times, haven't you? Oh. A lot? Uh, yes. Not a lot? I'm in Iraq, and I'd like to unlock my... Uh Five gig radio. So pretty much, uh, this all has to do with our cloud uh, account. You have to go into your cloud account, go to options, uh, which is in the top right-hand corner of the screen where your initials are. Yep. Uh, go to settings, and then you can add a new uh, country. So you would select that option. You would choose licensed mode for that particular country that you're in, and you have to put in your address, your phone number, and everything like that. Once you go to the unlock page, you didn't have to verify that you're in that country with your cell phone number. So it's the same thing as you're doing as you're if you unlock to the regular country for the first time. You have to verify that you're actually in that oh, country. So you enter in that SMS uh, number, and then it's here's a verification number. number. You type that in, you're good to go. Uh, most right. countries, if you unlock in license mode, will enable uh, extra frequencies for you. Um, there are certain countries where they're extremely restrictive, just like the U.S. and uh, the U.K. Uh, putting it in license mode will not grant you extra uh, spectrum to use. So this is for more of those guys in the Middle East and in the uh, South and Central America that have not as strict uh, spectrum laws than, than what we might have. So, Eric, mm, what, what's okay. number nine on your list? I was going to ask, can I operate in the uh, bottom part down uh, in the public service area, 10 gig, 2 by 20 channel. You mean 4.9? Yeah. You said 10 gig. Oh, what did I say? 10 gig is what you said. <laughs> so uh, Mimosa radios are uh, usable in the 4.9 safety band. 2 by 20, but in the United States, FCC regs, uh, you cannot use a single 40 meg channel. Is that right? Right. You're you can, all- Yeah. Your uh, we can, we 20 have the, megahertz channels. Yeah, you have the capability of 2 by 20, but down there at the bottom part of uh, just under 5 gig, you can't do a single 40. Right. That's not really in the troubleshooting, but that's a, something that's come up a few times lately. Well, no, it's it's something worth talking about. Uh, so what's your next one? What's number eight? Uh, oh, how about this? Uh, I've got one. How, how do I get a radio into recovery mode? Well, how do you get a radio I in get, the recovery mode? Well, one way is you just uh, just power up the radio, but make sure it doesn't have uh, you're not plugged into LAN on uh, your laptop. So, might, which might radios? Re- you might have to reboot. Which radios? Um, actually, the A series will do that. The B series, if, mm-hmm. with the exception of the light. Right. You can't you can't get a B five light into recovery? I can do B five C, go B five, B eleven. And then uh, anything with, a, say, a 2.4 on it, right? Right. 2.4 Wi-Fi management broadcast on there. So then what do you do? You look for your, get on your smartphone device, or you get on your laptop, go to IDs, and uh, look for 
The word mimosa with a capital R, and I think the last three digits of the serial number. Somewhere. I didn't know mimosa had an R in it. No, that's R for recovery. M-I-M-O-S-A. Hmm. Capital R. There's Isn't there a capital R? Isn't it mimosa, cap R, and then like one, there two, is. three? There is, but the way you said it, it sounded like there's an R in mimosa. Oh, M-I-M-R-S-A. That's why, that's why we help each other here. S-R-O, yeah. So mimosa, R, and then the last three of the serial number. Perfect, yeah. That's only going to stay up for, what, four minutes? Uh, About... I think we see it. I see it. Four, four to five minutes. minutes at most. And then it goes away. And I think you can, what I've done is uh, to reset that or you need it back again, just um, do a reboot in the same fashion. Right. Don't, be, don't, be, don't have the land plugged in. Right. Uh, oh, there. And it'll take you through the steps. You'll get into the. Uh, uh, okay. So number, number seven. Is this number seven? Or are you guys I don't track? know. It's been such a long time since 10. Yeah. So this is number seven. A, okay. So let's say I have somebody come in the chat and they say, oh, my signal levels are extremely low. I'm only 10 miles away from the tower. Okay. So there's a lot of different things that could be. But the most sure. common thing is that people only look at spectrum on one end of the link. They're not looking at the spectrum on both ends of the link. So the cool thing about the Mimosa radios is that if you log into the AP or the station, mm -hmm. go to Channel and Power, you can hit the Combined button in the top right-hand corner of the screen that shows you the spectrum graph from both radios. Right. So then you can actually choose a clean uh, channel for both radios and not just for one or the other. And if so, if they're linked up, in other words, you can also you can go, you can look at if you're in the AP side or the station side, you can just click on Remote. Or click on local as well. Right. Or combine. So combined right. is definitely um, the most important view on the spectrum analyzer graph, which uh, I actually have a picture right here. So awesome. if I you're watching at home, up in the top right there, you have <laughs> combined. Uh, if you're linked up, that, will be, that won't be grayed out. So you can pull it up and look at the graph for both radios. Oh, I see. Yep. So for this particular radio, you would choose something down uh, at 4.9 or 6.3. Or you know, it's, it's pretty messy there. Or on this particular radio, it's got combined checked. So you can see you have open spectrum uh, in the 10.9500 range and the, the 11.500 range. So now you're running a 2 by 80 and we could look at the bottom half of this 11 gig band too and then see if we can fit somewhere that 80 meg width, and then that second 80 meg channel width as well. Right. And this even uh, this applies not just to backhaul radios, but also to access and client radios as well. So on the access point, you have the local view and the combined view. Local view is the AP. Combined is all of your clients together. So you can kind of see if there's so some kind of interference busy. at certain locations. Um, this as an, isn't as useful for me in my case because I like looking at the clients individually. And if you have 20 clients and you hit combined, you won't know which client is which. So that's where the cloud comes into play. And you can look at those individually, or you can log into them and look at them. Another thing is maybe you're, maybe the wind has blown one side of the link out. The, the antenna alignment needs uh, a checkup. Right. That's, that's often the case, too. So a number Your six yeah. is, uh, it's similar to what we just talked about. Um, Help me tune my link. 
Well, again, that goes back to what we just talked about. You want to log into your radios. You want to look at your spectrum graph, not just one radio, but on both. And start with a small channel width. Start with 20 megahertz. And at least get the radios associated if they're not. And then you can play around and see if you can find a clean channel. If it's, you know, if it looks like something like this, it's going to be hard to do anyway. Um, also, things that will help you tune your link are increasing your dish size mm -hmm. or changing your sector antennas if you're doing point to multipoint to something with better noise reduction or, or side lobe rejection like the RF horns or the Mimosa N545 antennas. Um, so yeah, RF, tu RF tuning is uh, something that is really difficult for people, and there's a lot of different things that you can do. Uh, alignment is uh, another uh, part of RF tuning. A lot of people will align to the side lobe instead of to the main lobe. So you have to actually go through the alignment, which we have a video on how to actually go through alignment so i think something else yeah on that line is let the link stabilize if you're on the ap side and you're aiming your antenna re-aiming right give it a give it a minute do some azimuth hang tight for a second hang hang for uh um, some you know 30 seconds at least maybe a minute let it stabilize um, and then do the elevation and wait let that stabilize all right um, and then make another move and then if there's somebody on the other end of the link, communicate that to them, what you're doing, so that way they're not touching their side. And then you then you flip-flop. Then now they work their side, and you hang tight. All right. So number five, hey, another, thank you. another common thing is um, I just bought this radio from a, a third party. I bought it from a friend. I bought it off of eBay. Mm. I bought it off of Amazon. And it's already unlocked. So how can I unlock this radio? Well, the best thing for you to do is to come into the Mimosa chat, uh, like a lot of you guys do. Uh, give us the serial number or serial numbers for the radios. Yeah. And some kind of proof of purchase would be great. So if you have some kind of uh, handwritten note from your friend, that's probably not the best way to do it. But a receipt of some kind would work. Um, a transaction from eBay or from Amazon showing that you actually purchased these radios through that service. Then we can go through and unlock these radios for you so you can uh, unlock them to your cloud profile and then you can unlock these radios with your own unlock key login configure them and set them up suppose someone comes into chat and they work they're in the same company as the radios assigned to someone else in their company or their division uh, that's the same it's the same way you can get in there and change what do you call ownership of that radio per serial number right. and move that over to your account. Mm -hmm. And then we we go in and we'll verify that that email, or we'll connect the dots, make sure that email belongs to someone within that, that person's company. Yeah, make sure that's lined up on the cloud. Um, hey, I might even have, it's off the top too. Might All even right. have number five, six. Number four. Number four. Um how about my radio? I'm losing one of the streams on the radio, or it's, or it's not there, but sometimes it comes in. Um, in fact, I had one guy was maybe a kilometer between two buildings, and um, and I, uh, we, we went on to actually call them up on the phone because, you know, they went through all the tools. They looked at the spectrum a bit. They made sure the uh, firmware was aligned on both sides of the link. And then we... Um, 
I got on the phone, and then so so what they had was a uh, like a non-penetrating roof mount, so a little mass thing, five six feet in the air, but it was not on the edge of the roof. It was I f- eventually found that it was backed up on the roof, like sixty feet in towards the center of a, a business park, and so they had some. Uh, block some Fresnel uh, blockage or something, and then the, um, so they came back in and they said they moved it towards the roof, um, and uh, that that corrected that right there. I guess they were probably doing a good chunk of Fresnel. They're probably over, you know, thirty forty percent blockage uh, in the bottom part of that uh, that zone Fresnel zone. Right, and that that bring uh, bring that brought all the chains back. Well, that brings us to number three. Gosh. Uh, I installed a new client radio on my customer's roof, and I can't get connected to the tower. Well, um, oh, it, credentials. It, it would be good to have photos of the installation because in this particular case I'm talking about, yeah, um, the installers didn't know that this was supposed to be line of sight. Oh. Uh, so they installed it on a rooftop where it's shooting through a, a whole group of pine trees. Okay. And wondering why it's not working. So... Uh, basically, number three is make sure you install your radios, uh, your 5 gigahertz, your 10, 11 gigahertz, your 24 gigahertz radios with line of sight. Yeah. I mean, we, as an experiment and for permanent in our test networks, uh, some of these have worked through certain uh, foliage, uh, you know, a certain amount of trees. And then are they deciduous trees? Do they lose their, lose their leaves during uh, during the fall or do they, do they have leaves year-round? Uh, uh, you know, and so on. Um, so we put some, put some, burn some holes through some some pretty thick uh, trees um, right. at shorter distances, and it seems a little more forgiving on five gig than uh, ten, obviously. And uh, so that's that's something to uh, to, th- to look at. And right. you'll see performance drop off if you have a chance to aim to aim a link here on this part of say a rooftop, and then or or put the platform over here on this the other side of the rooftop that's going through trees. You can, and it's a temporary setup, maybe on some tripods, to check it out and go through that, that tree there or off the side, skirt the tree off the side, or bring it back over here and go get line of sight to, to the other spot and see how it, what the performance does, see how it plays. All right, Eric, so number two, um, I have a C5C, I have a B5C radio, um, one chain is at neg 60. The other chain's at neg 90. What could my problem oh. be? Yeah, th- that, could be, that could be obstruction on one side or close proximity, near field uh, obstruction. So uh, my, my, uh, my horizontal polarization's at neg 60. Oh, my what, vertical what kind polarization's of, at what neg kind 90. Of, what kind of radio? Coax. What kind of radio did you say it was? Either <laughs> B5C or C5C. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Look at one thing is to look at the coax jumpers. Um, they should be the same. They should be a short length, uh, and, and to uh, and and make note of the chain that's uh, at poor performance, and then swap the uh, swap the uh, coax jumpers, and see if that problem uh, follows. Right. That's that's one thing. Any other? Uh, just Fresnel will do it. It will. Yeah. It should be consistent. But it would be more likely, you know, water in the coax or yeah. either yep. uh, one of the polarizations on the radio might have gone bad. So, uh, or you know, somebody built a building up in front of your your radio and it's affecting you. But you would think that 
it would be a coax issue of some kind or a, a, pol a polarization issue of some kind at that point. Not much of an issue on a feed, feed horn type like B11. If we you take the B11 radio and you sandwich it right on to the uh, the uh, waveguide right onto the antenna, you're, you're kind of done, right? Right. So because for the standoffs. But... Uh, for signal uh, mismatches on like B11, then connectorized that would, radios that would definitely be more of a Fresnel zone yeah. type issue at that point. And you can definitely tell that if both horizontals or both verticals are off, and those are you know even with each other, and then the horizontals are pretty even with each other. We had a, a B11 link like that where our vertical was about 15 dB uh, lower than our horizontal. We were hitting a tree out in the oh. midfield uh which we didn't oh, know yeah. about until we did a lot of experimentation on it so and we had the binoculars and compass out and everything and you could see that we think in los gatos out in just a monster pine tree out there right. what was the link like not eight that's the other way 12.4 miles 14 14 yeah and there's a monster pine tree out there right so um, okay. I don't think that you have any more. So my number one would be um, we had a customer come in saying that they're having real low signal levels on one of their client radios. Um, I actually went and visited this site, and the issue was they were connecting to the SSID on the other side of the tower. So make sure that you have good documentation on your network and that your installers know which access point mm. they're actually trying to connect to. Uh, that means giving them uh, appropriate training on, you know, doing site surveys in the radio or doing a SSID scan to try and pick the correct SSID with the best signal strength. Because, we'll, yeah, we'll, that's a common thing. We'll, folks will come in and we'll talk about scan for ID, and, and I'll ask them, so how many, what do you see when you scan for ID? They'll say, you know, I, I see the field, out there in the field, I see five gig devices, uh, four or five, five gig devices or whatnot. Sometimes they have 18, and so you get the right one. There's also an AGC threshold, so they might see the target. They might see the, the access point ID, but it's at, uh, you know, NEGA 83 or 81 or whatever the magic uh, cutoff is, and it's not going to link. It's not going to handshake. It, they see it, and they scan it. There it is again, scan, rescan. It stays there, but the signal is down here, all right? All right, so before we go, Eric, what is the biggest rookie mistake that you think you've made? Boy, that sounds like a good one, L trying to latch on to the right, uh, the wrong uh, ID. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I think my biggest rookie mistake you, is. You could probably tell me what mine is, too. And I still think, I still make this mistake sometimes is instead of doing uh, 192.168.1.10 oh. for the AP, I still try to do dot .20, 20 and wonder why I can't get into the radio. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? But then I'm like, oh, oh this yeah, is an A5, so it's... 1.10 for that's the a, default IP. That's a good point. I do the same thing. But All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, and we appreciate you watching. Uh, if you have any questions or any ideas for any shows that you might like to see, please hit us up at podcast at mimosa.co, or you can certainly reach me via Facebook uh, for those of you who talk to me there or comment on the YouTube video. Uh, so we'll see you on the next episode of the Dustin and Eric Podcast Show. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.